Thanks for tuning in to the All Things Melanin Podcast. Be sure to subscribe, like this week's episode, and share with a friend. Now let's get into this week's episode. Hi, I'm Shelby. And I'm Erica. And welcome to the All Things Melanin Podcast, where your certified hype women are getting you through the week. Be sure to subscribe so you'll never miss an update. Hello. What's good? What's happening? What's popping? How you feeling? You know what? I'm feeling good because we came off of a great weekend. We really did. Let me tell y'all. So first and foremost, shout out to my cousin Lamars and his gorgeous bride because we went to my cousin's wedding and Erica was my plus one <laughs> and we had an amazing time. Y'all, we, we were there we from did. like five to 10 o'clock. Yes. I said, what happened? And the party was still going on when we left. I mean... <laughs> And can we talk about like it's just fun being around family like okay yeah. the family that I was around at your cousin's wedding I didn't know anybody but they made me feel welcome yeah and so I just love that like everybody kept coming to Erica talking about this is what had me crying laughing everybody kept coming to Erica talking about yeah I don't really know you but I feel like <laughs> I know you from Shelby posting pictures and y'all doing y'all blog together that's literally what every single yes. person said to Erica yeah so it was really fun and I don't know why I was tearing up when your cousin was dancing with his mom like I could have cried and I was like yes, I don't like, know his mom is a breast cancer survivor so that's probably why he was crying Mm -hmm. but let me tell you something her vows yes almost took me out yes his vows did too but her vows it hit a chord yes i mean i didn't cry or nothing but my eyes watered when i see a man cry i get that tightness in my throat yeah (laughs) like let me tell you my cousin is a really good guy like she got a good one like she Mm -hmm. really did get a good one um yeah let's see they had an open bar Oh, man, they messed up when they had that open bar because I was there about three, four, five times. <laughs> Me and Eric was like, hey, is that open? So we went up there, and I felt like when everybody saw us get drinks, uh, yes. they got drinks. Yes. They had, like, so I only saw the vodka and the Remy and the wine, but you said you saw, like. They also, because I went back the third or fourth time, Um, they had <laughs> Jack Daniels when I went back there. They had, um, what is that? I think it was, like, Malibu rum, and they had Bacardi rum gold. I didn't see all that. Girl, I was back there. Both of them. They had, <laughs> both of them. They had, like, <laughs> they had them, like, both on the other side. And then the DJ was popping because, you know, oh, yes. like, the food and the DJ are, like, the best thing. Yes. So the DJ was popping. I kept telling every song that came on, that's my song. That's my <laughs> I had song. my mom laughing at you. I said, yeah, Shelby dropped it one time. <laughs> Listen, I had to keep it. I tried to keep it real classy. I said they play Meg the Stallion. It, it was, was over a rap. It was over. Like Erica with. looked at me and she already knew. She knew. She dropped it one time. But I kept it real classy, ratchet. I really did. But the part that got me is my cousin's little sister. She was lit all. Oh my god. Night. She could dance. She knew every single dance. Yes. She started to see her get water one time. No, but then your cousin was competing with her on that the dance floor. <laughs> That hurt me. So her cousin is a grown ass woman, <laughs> and this baby was like twelve. <laughs> so she was out there like doing a "You Got Served" dance. It <laughs> was. Everybody was really looking like, "What is happening?" That was so funny. Was she was so like, funny. "Well, girl, I had to give it to her because I she wouldn't stop coming." Like, do, do that, baby, like that. <laughs> but no, it was so so funny. And then so I'm guessing that her dad is Nigerian because they, um, I don't know what it's called. So I apologize. The money I'm, dance. The That's money what they dance. call it. Yeah. First of all. They did it for like three or four songs. I just want to know how much money he came with. Man. Because he it rained. threw money. It rained forever. For three or four songs. He made it flood. Me and Erica <laughs> were sitting down. <laughs> I was like, hey, can we implement this in my wedding somehow? <laughs> like, I said, hey, we can't get up until they stop playing this. Because I ain't got nothing for them. 
I gave them my gift already. Oh, man. It was really fun, though. And I just, you know what? I just love love. And I think so many times that, like, sometimes there's an attack against love. And I feel like there's an attack against black love. Yeah. And for me to see somebody that I knew, somebody that I grew up with, somebody that we went to school together. He lived down the street from me to see my family, to Mm -hmm. see him happy, to see him, you know, with the love of his life and confessing his love. Like, it just goes to show that like anybody that knows me knows that I am a romantic. I am a hopeless romantic. I believe in love. I believe in black love. I believe in soulmates. And I believe that there is someone for everybody. I really do. But just seeing that, like, I thought it would put me in my feelings, but it didn't. It just like really warmed my heart. Like I was so happy for my cousin. Yeah. It was beautiful. It was. I mean, we got some food. We twerked. We got free liquor. <laughs> I mean. What else do you need in life? We dropped it. <laughs> I saw some of my family that I haven't seen in a while. Yeah, it was um, fun. And the funny thing is everybody kept commenting on how young I still look and how skinny I still was. That's what family do, though. They will com- They will notice, like, physical then right. more than, like, what you're doing in life. They couldn't call me fat, though. <laughs> I'm crying. They can't. You know what? They kind of call me fat. I'm crying. <laughs> Where's the lie? Um, but also, what, another thing we did was we went to the state fair. Listen. Which was a lot of fun. It was. Because the purpose of us even going is so we can try all the food. So if y'all followed us on Instagram, you saw on some of our stories about, like, the different foods we tried. And I, honestly, I didn't really... I wasn't impressed. Yeah, we tried fried mac and cheese. We tried fried Snickers. We tried corn in the cup, uh, turkey leg. Let me tell you about fried jambalaya. Fried jambalaya. Shelby had a whole bag for her turkey leg to take home. And I was like, I've never done this before, but that is a genius idea. Maybe that's some country (laughs) stuff, but we do it. Um, My turkey leg was not dry this year. That's good. It was really good. (laughs) And our funnel cake was good. Yeah, I had a turtle's funnel cake. I had an original. And we also saw Ty Tribbett perform. Which was really good. He was really amazing. My feet were done by then, so I had to sit down. For a it second. was really fun. And we also got to see our homie Adrian Butler. He didn't <laughs> even, and the funny thing is, like, he didn't even see us. And we did all of that. But his friends saw us. Yeah, he performed. He came out on stage. We were in the front row. Literally and jumping and yelling. Jump! I put on my best turn up. <laughs> and he was like, yeah, I didn't see y'all. Bruh. We did all that. His room's like, yeah, I saw y'all. Well, why you didn't throw us the shirt? <laughs> Next time we want a shirt. Okay. <laughs> right. But now this weekend was like so much fun. Me and Erica had an amazing time. We got to spend some friend time. So I think anytime you spend friend time and you get food. Hey, I'm that's the life. Listen. I don't need nothing else. Right? <laughs> no, but we had a really good time this weekend. Yes. So let's get into our first segment of the day. So it's dating and relationships. So today we're going to be talking about the six topics you might need to discuss when dating someone. Yes. So in no particular order, these are things that we just felt like it's really important for you to talk about with your partner, like when you're starting to get serious or you feel like that this person may be the one. Because I feel like sometimes we beat around the bush with certain topics when you really need to get to the money. That's with true. With certain topics. Mm-hmm. So the first thing that I would say, in no particular order, but one of the things that I definitely think that you need to discuss with your partner is religion. Yep. That should be number one, in yeah. my opinion. Just because, like, for instance, like, we're both women of God, and he is, like, the center of our lives and different things like that. And for me, um, not believing in God and not having a relationship with God, that is a deal breaker for me. Like, I feel like if you have a different religion, different things like that, and we friends and we coworkers or we're just cool, that's cool. 
But as for me and my house, we both will believe in the Lord with all of our heart. I agree with that too, because not only like, how will you be able to raise your children? Yeah. And and religions are so, I like to say relationship with God because yeah. religion could be so religion-y. You know yeah. what I mean? I know what you mean. Yeah, you true. So yeah. I feel like if I have my relationship with God and we abide by those beliefs. Yeah. And I'm with someone who doesn't. How are we raising our family? Yeah. How are we even getting along with like the foundation we're building as a couple? Yeah. That's how deep I look into it. I agree. So that's why I think that's number one in my book. I, I, I definitely agree. Just because like just being a woman of God and praying to God and just seeing what everything that he's done in my life and how he's, you know, just done everything for me and my family and my friends and different things like that. I just can't see myself dating somebody that is not a believer. Um, I've seen people date people that don't that don't believe in people that are lax about their beliefs and lax about their relationship with God. And that is that would definitely be a problem for me. I feel like for me, like I really it's one thing for you to tell me that you have a relationship with God, but I think we have to move beyond people telling us that they have a relationship with God and seeing what they demonstrate daily, you know? Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, do they... Just a couple of things that I want my like. Like, how do they really act when nobody's watching, you know? Mm-hmm. How are they in their daily walk with God? Do they carry themselves like a man of God? Do they pray like a man of God? Do they know the Bible for themselves? Do they pray with you? Right. Do they encourage you in the Lord? Mm-hmm. Do they hold you accountable in the Lord? And I think that that is a two-way street that sometimes we forget about. Because sometimes we forget that there are people in the church or people that, you know, have faith that aren't for you. And there are people in faith that are pretending they don't have faith. So I think you really, really have to pay attention and be intentional and just really pray about it when you're talking to someone. But I think that's an open discussion because you need to see, you need to see, are y'all on the same pages? Because sometimes there are people that are of faith that sometimes they will still have like views that don't align with you. Yeah, exactly. Like, are they like the King James version with stuff? Do they not want you to do nothing? <laughs> like, these are things that you need to know. Like, you need to have an open discussion about religion. And I think sometimes we get scared because we think that we're going to scare him off. But, sis, this is the time to scare him off if y'all are not aligning in the Lord. Yes. And then I've been in a dating relationship where he, you know, yeah, he went to church. Yeah, he believed in God. Yeah, he, like, whatever you want to say, lax about it, just kind of, yeah, yeah, this is what I do because my mama took me yeah. <laughs> type of thing. But I was still with him, right? Right. And he went through something really bad in his life to where I stuck by him to the point where I was praying over him and we were praying together. Yeah. And to the point where he started I don't want to say I taught him how to pray, but he started praying more than he has ever prayed before. Yeah. So I think in those rare instances, it's beautiful if you can be with someone and grow in the Lord and grow in prayer together. Yeah. I'm not saying you got to be like a Bible toting person before you even get to me because people yeah. will grow just like I will grow in the Lord. I don't know everything if, yeah, about the Bible, but it's like you just have to have that discernment on like how can you grow together as a couple? If, yeah. if being um, a believer in Christ is what you really want to um, make the center of your relationship, which I feel like it needs to be. Of course. Um, so for me, I thought that it was, that was 
part of my purpose in that relationship, if that makes sense. Yeah. Because I'm not saying that I was trying to bring him to Jesus, but <laughs> I mean, the fact that we could connect on that level said yeah. a lot. So it's just as long, I feel like as long as you're on the same page and he can pray over you, a man that can pray over you. Listen, sir. A man that can pray for you. Listen, sis. Because I'm praying over my man. Like, Period. I don't care. Like, Point blank. Like, Period. he come to me like, man, my boss is tripping. No, nah, we finna pray. Come on. Mm-mm. We about to pray. Yeah. <laughs> like, that type of, like, prayer warrior, warrior for my, my dude, that's, like, yeah, what I do. So. Yeah, I agree. Yes. So what's number two? Or the second one? Okay. <laughs> so the second thing that I think is really important to discuss, like, when you're getting into the thick of it, is the vision that he has for his life. And then I think you should discuss the vision that you have for your life to see if y'all's visions align. Let me tell you something. I can't be with nobody that's leading me somewhere that ain't nowhere. Right. Period. And I and when I say vision, like, just where do you see yourself? Like, what do you what are you working towards? What do you want out of life? Where do you see yourself? And different things like that. I think I think a lot of people are ingrained just to work 40 hours a week go home get a paycheck go home repeat the cycle have kids da, 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 da. and that's fine if that's what you want to do but sometimes like my vision for my life is out of the ordinary so I need someone that thinks similar to me and somebody whose vision is similar to mine because sometimes your vision and the person you're talking to's vision they don't line up Correct. <laughs> so I think it's really important to get really honest about those things and to not sugarcoat those things. Like, get brutally honest. I don't care if you think you're going to scare him away. I think there's a way to have a conversation. I don't think you got to be like, well, this is what I want, and I'm putting you on notice in 2020. If you ain't got this, you ain't got... No, I don't think you have to That's do that. That's not cute, no. Mm-mm. I'm not saying that, but I'm think I'm saying, like, there's a way that you can have a conversation like... Like, we're having a conversation just... Just talking in a calm voice. Just And it's attractive to me. me if too. my man can tell me, yeah, this is where. But, okay. Side but note careful. to that. Because be a man can talk you right into a dream. Yes, he can. And so can a woman. So And so it's like if you are listening to everything that he's saying, but the actions don't add up. Run. So I think, because I've been in a situation, you selling me a dream, bruh. And then it's like your actions don't say anything else. Yeah. And so that could even be him selling a dream on marrying you, selling yeah. a dream on getting you that house, yeah. selling a dream on having these children. Yeah. So it's like he should have a vision, but with action behind his vision. Yeah. Same with us, of course. Yeah. Like, cause I'm a person like I have a vision. Sometimes I have a vision for other people. And I'm like, yeah. why do I have more vision for your life than me? I'm like, you would be really good at that. Why do I have the vision yeah. and you don't? Yeah. You know, that's thing. So what's the third thing? I think, Third topic. So the next one is the family dynamic. I think this is very important because I think sometimes a lot of people settle yes. for what they think that person wants. I think it's really important to get honest about like what your partner thinks their family wants to look like. I think that's so important. Like, do they want to get married? Do they believe in marriage? Do they want to have kids? How many kids do they want to have? If you can't have kids, will they be okay with adopting? Will they be okay with surrogacy? You know, like, if... Yeah, this this is not a game to be playing around. Yeah, and <laughs> I think 
I think a lot of people in today's age with so much technology and so many different influences from music and TV and, you know, from how they were brought up, a lot of people have a distorted view of what they want their family to be like. And I feel like a lot of people don't have a very good view even of what a healthy family looks like or a healthy dynamic looks like. And just to be honest, some people don't want to get married. Some people don't want to have kids. Some people don't want to be in a monogamous relationship. And if that's you, that's you. That's totally fine. But I think it's very... I think it's very selfish not to have that conversation. And I think it's very selfish not to be open. Because, sis, if you want to have kids and that man don't want to have kids, that's not your man. Yeah. Because there's somebody out there that wants to get married to you. There's somebody out there that wants to have a family, that does believe in monogamy, that does believe in a family, that does want the white picket fence that you want. And I think that we got to stop trying to force Jerome or Tom or whoever into the picture like if that's not what he wants, that's not what he wants. and a lot of times men will tell you that's not what i want but we think we so fine that we can change his mind that rhyme anyway (laughs) but like we really gotta stop doing it i think that you have to address this early on because it'd be real awkward once you fall in love with jerome and he's like oh yeah i don't want no kids and you, you're, what, four years down the line in a marriage and you really want a child, but you never discussed this with him. And then that makes it like an awkward situation where, like you say, you make him think that you can change his mind or I'm trap him a, or yeah. whatever. But it's like this has to be discussed. This is a very important one. This is like on the level of what you believe in. This is on the level of breaking up right here. It, it really is a non-negotiable if I want a child, but Same. you don't. Or even if he has children and then... I don't. And then he's like, well, I don't want to start over. I don't want to have any more children. Well, we don't want That's to That's a deal breaker, too. That's because it's like, I, I can love your kids, but it's like, but I want, I want my own kids. us to have one yeah. together, too, you know? Yeah. Like I said, I think it's really, I think it's very, it's very critical, especially, like, about everything that we've talked about so far and that we will continue to talk about, to have this conversation with him. But, like, to take what he says or he says at face value. Like, if that's how that person feels, that's how that person feels. Like, you got to be ready to, like, decide, like, are you going to settle for something that you really, really wanted just to be with this person and to have somebody? Or are you going to boss up and say, oh, okay, like, this person isn't for me. Let's wash our hands of each other amicably and let me, you know, go on about my business and find somebody else, you know, that does want the same things that I want. I just can't settle, y'all. I, I can't do it. Same, I can't. I can't. I'm too grown. I, I know what I want, what I don't want. Call it picky, whatever you want to, but it's really experiencing. You know what you want now. Yeah. And so I think that these things are the main core of, like, how your relationship is going to be built. Yeah. Because I can't build with someone who doesn't want a family. I can't build with someone who doesn't have a vision. I can't build with someone who doesn't believe in Christ. Like, point blank in the period. Okay. Next topic. I mean, next, uh, yeah, next topic. So, the next thing I think that you really have to get very specific about um, is, like, when you're really, you know, getting to know somebody and different things like that, I think you really got to know what your non-negotiables are. And I think we've talked about a lot of them already, but, like, just to piggyback off what we've already talked about, like, there are certain things in my life that I need to be happy, to be successful, and to fulfill what God has for me. And getting with anybody other than that is going to mess up my destiny, it's going to mess up my legacy, and it's going to mess me up. You know what I mean? So I think that when you're dating and you're talking to somebody, you really got to be clear about these non-negotiables. Like, there are some things that I'm not backing down from, period. Yes. And if you don't like it, okay, that's fine. 
I think you have to have non non negotiables, or else you won't have any standards. And if yeah. you don't have standards, then he'll just run over you, or she will just run, run over, over you. you. Yeah, and that that's not good for either party in the situation. Yeah. So I think if you don't speak up about what you like or or don't like or expect or don't expect, as long as it's not extreme and out of like whack because yeah. we had a conversation before about yeah, we did. what one of your friends went on the date and he was like yeah i don't want my um woman wearing weaves that's that's non-negotiable for you first sir. of all that's an expectation for sir, you he probably gonna be bald in sir, five years <laughs> sir no but things like that that's extreme like yeah. come on but i think you definitely in order to maintain your standards which means if you maintain your standards then you're not settling yeah. if you are not maintaining your standards you are settling and I that agree. is going to bother you whether you admit it or not. Yeah. If you know you are compromising way too much, yeah. you are not sticking to your non-negotiables and you're not sticking to your expectations. Yeah. And I think when you go lax on your non-negotiables, like you could really end up with the wrong person. Like the yeah. person that was not destined, like the person that was not destined for you. I think right. when you stick, I feel like your core values, your core non-negotiables, like the person for you is going to rise up to meet them. Like for instance, like we talked about, Having a relationship with God, that's a non-negotiable. Right. Having a vision, that's non-negotiable. Right. Wanting family, wanting a family, having kids, um, getting married and sticking to that covenant, that is a non-negotiable for me, point blank, period. Right. And if I met somebody that was good, but they didn't meet those, like, so you're going to have to hit the dough. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, I mean, that all of those are non-negotiables for me. Yeah. So, the next one I think can be a little, you know, um, what's the word? Touchy. Touchy, yes. Mm-hmm. It can be a little sensitive. Mm-hmm. But I think especially in the day and time that we live in, obviously for those personal reasons, like, you have to talk about it. I think something that you need to talk about is you need to talk about your political affirmations and you need to talk about why you believe and support what you support. For instance, like, I had a friend and her sister who is um so the girl is black and her husband is white and her husband is a trump supporter and she's not so they have you know they i mean they're married they have a daughter (laughs) um i don't know all the details and different things like that but i'm just saying like they have you know disagreements and different things like that because obviously if he's uh if he's white he doesn't really understand why she doesn't you know care for the president different things like that because i always say you can't you can't really you can't really understand what you what you can relate to and so Mm -hmm. for me especially in this political climate that we're in i really want to know my partners like who like who they're backing what their political beliefs are and different things like that because to me like if you're backing something that is racist that is coonery, that is not right, that's prejudice, that's unjust, that's not fair, and you can't see the injustice in that, I don't want that type of person around me. I don't want that type of person, like, consuming my energy. And, like, I just don't want that type of person around me. Because, like, if you can see past that coonery, you know what I mean, then what are you bringing into my energy and my space? You definitely do have to talk about the political, whatever your po- political views are, but a lot of us don't even know what our political views are. You're right about it. We just know we don't like that orange thing in the office. Yeah. So I, I think that because honestly, if you want to go back to history and all of that, like, 
okay, this country was supposed to be built on Christian values, supposed to be, yeah. but it's obviously not. And yeah. then um, Republicans are supposed to be, you know, believing in those Christian values. But you have to separate the church from the state at this point. Listen. Because because it's Listen, just not, because it's not, um, it's not of God what's happening right now. And, not- and so I think that anybody that... Um, doesn't agree with you in those type of things. I mean, right now, I'm trying to be so sensitive to what I'm saying. I know this is our podcast, so I can really say whatever I want to say, but I'm not going to offend anyone. So I just think that, yes, you have to be on the on the same page because it's, it's crazy when you are, if you are in an interracial relationship, because like you were saying, her, her husband yeah. is white and she's a black woman in America. Those are two totally different yeah. ways of living in this world. I don't care if she's married to a white person or yeah. a white man, but the white man has a lot more power and a lot more, um, uh, advantages yeah. and authority than a black woman. I don't yeah. care what nobody says. So I think that that right there is probably causing like riff in, in a lot of things, but, I just think that you have you can't be ignorant to what's going on. Yeah, I agree. But you also can't be ignorant to your beliefs. Like what you have to take a stand. I don't I want to be with someone who who takes a stand for something. And can not, back that up. Yes, too. and can back it up. Not just, oh, well, that's them or that's oh that's that's happening over there in that country. No, this is happening in the world. Like we need to yeah. you, come on, you need to wake up. Like yeah. And just to piggyback off that, like, kind of sort of off topic, but, like, as, you know, in 2020, we have, like, a really, really big election coming up. So I really, like, for me, like, I'm actually really not that into politics. But lately, I've been trying to educate myself for myself. Not based on what my parents think, not based on what my friends think, but based on what Shelby can gather from what's happening in this political climate. And I really, really encourage everybody, like, no matter, you know, what your beliefs are for different things like that, get to know candidates and get to know the law for yourself like don't rely on anybody else to know it for you don't rely on anybody else to tell you um what's going on or what's happening like learn it for yourself i think we gotta stop relying on other people and doing what mom and daddy them said we have to learn it for ourselves like for me like i don't really like it so i listen to um the wall street journal i listen on podcast form i listen to the daily i listen to nightly news with lester holt and that gives me the bits and pieces that I need to a lot of time for my opinion. And after that, if I want to know something else, I'll go look it up. Yeah. But I just wanted to add that tidbit in there because I think that's really crucial for us. Yeah. You really, and once you educate yourself, you you also educate yourself within your County and get out there and start voting for the leaders in your County. Cause that's where the change can really happen. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. No. And if you are not registered to vote, Please Re- go, go up there and register. Register. And Slide in our DMs. We will find something. We for you will hold reg- you accountable for registering in your county to vote. Yes, but seriously, register. Yes. That was great. You know what? We can have our own little campaign. Really? <laughs> Show me Erica for president. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least. But not least. Um <clears throat> money, 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 money. <laughs> Y'all need to talk about those finances. Coinages. Because let's be honest. Um, I feel like a lot of people aren't really educated on money management and finances. Mm -hmm. So you need to know what you're walking into because when you become one, their debt becomes your debt. They mess becomes your mess. So I feel like you have to get on the same page money-wise. Like you need to set up a plan. You need to see where their head is. You need to see what type of skills that they have and different things like that. And I think sometimes like – 
when it comes to money, that's a sensitive subject because a lot of people don't really know how to manage money. A lot of people don't really know how to create wealth or to make their money work for yes. them. Oh like I'm at a point in my life where I'm trying to figure out different ways to create wealth and I'm trying to figure out different money management tools for myself. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I think it's really important to have those conversations with your mate because there are going to be times, obviously, where money may be tight or money may be going different ways. And you need to know if this person has a horrible spending habit or if this person don't know how to manage money or all that stuff. Yeah, that's definitely going to get on my nerves, personally. Number six is going to get on my nerves because I am such a, like, stickler for money management i i just i've my parents had me on a budget since i was like 14 or 15 like since i could learn how to count money they taught me like the value of a dollar mm -hmm. and so it's really helped me now being in my 30s i'm like i really know how to budget my money live below my means save like all that kind of stuff invest things like that that people don't really learn about that especially yeah. in our culture i'm gonna just be real we don't and so i know that for me like if i get some with someone who just is reckless with all their money they just don't care they just well i'll get paid tomorrow like no mm -mm, that's gonna that's gonna bother me it really yeah. is and i can't speak on marriages but that was like one of the big topics of why divorces happen is yeah. over money and so i it's number six is probably like a little bit higher on that list for me because yeah. i'm like come on like we need to yeah. Get together. I don't want to hand you over responsibility and then you don't know what you're doing. And then we out here looking like, why the lights off? Um, <laughs> I mean, for real. Like, yeah, you just right. can't. I, I don't see myself being that partner to just leave all the bills to my dude and just have trust that he going to do it. Like, I have to look around the corner and see if he really, like. It don't matter if he's a finance doing. person. I'm still looking around the yes, corner. Yes, I need I'm to just know. trying to make sure. I need to make sure everything good. Like, right. You need to make sure. And if not, I will make sure it's good. Just give me the money. Come on. I got this. <laughs> But yeah, but I think for us, like, I think, I think the whole point of us, like, bringing up um, these six things to discuss and different things, like, is that it's just so important to have open, honest conversations with your partner, because it's really important to know that if you're on the same page or not, because if you're not on the same page, then y'all lean yourself to diddy why do to who knows where. Right. And I think it's so important that to be on the same page, to have the same vision, to want the same things um, for the most part. And I think if you can get these six things down, then you may got some. Yes. And if you can't, I'm not saying he or she ain't the one, but. Don't say we didn't tell you. Don't say we didn't warn you. You have been warned. You have been warned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on to our journey segment. So this, for you new listeners, is where we talk about something that we have learned or a lesson or some a tool we can share um, during our journey of building our brand, All Things Melanin. Yeah. So this year, um, Shelby, so we've been forced to change how we communicate to one another and have actively been working on it, I will say. Yeah, we have. So why is communication so important in a partnership? Um, I would say that it's so important because if we don't communicate, nothing gets done. If nothing gets done, then our blog and our podcast can't flourish. And if it don't flourish, like, what are we sitting here doing? Right. Um, so for those of you that know, Eric and I used to work together. And so I feel like it used to be easier for us to communicate because we were pretty much together 40 hours a week. And then pretty much, um, like we would hang out after work and, um, 
hang out on the weekends and different things like that. But since we're both at two different points in our lives, like um, we don't work together anymore. Um, Erica has, you know, things that she does. I have things that I do. So we don't, we still hang out and we're still really good friends and we still hang out a lot, but we don't, we're not together as much as we were. So when we were together a lot, you know, our communication was A1 because we saw each other all the time. So we could talk about little things in here. But now I think it's become a little bit difficult because A, we work two different jobs in two different places. Um, B, like we're on different stress levels. We have different things going on. And so a lot of times we'll Snapchat, we'll Snapchat each other or we'll text each other. And I think sometimes like you don't really know the tone of the Snapchat or the tone of the text message can be misinterpreted sometimes. I think sometimes if you're under a lot of pressure or for instance, like if I have a bad day and I'm saying something to Erica, like that can be miscommunicated. Like I'm upset with her, but it can have nothing, totally nothing to do with her. Um, sometimes, um, like if we're talking and we're doing stuff, sometimes you can inadvertently like, you know, hurt the other person's feelings or make them feel some type of way and you didn't even mean it or you didn't even know um, what you were doing. So with, I would definitely say that recently in the past couple of months, we've had to make a really big effort to overly communicate, overly explain, overly compensate for a lot of things. Because I know for me, like I want to make sure that I never come off rude. I want to make sure that I get my point across, but I also want to make sure that I respect how Erica feels and that I respect her opinion too. So I think communication is really important because I feel like the better we communicate, the better we are as friends, the better we are as partners, and the better that our podcast and our blog is going to grow. That is facts. And also, you have to communicate with, with a partnership because if you don't, I can't read mine. I can't read Shelby's yeah. mind. She can't read mine. And yes, like the way that you communicate is important too. So yeah. if you are in a partnership or group um, or a business where you have a team, like you have to communicate in a way that is effective for everyone. Yeah. Because for me, I think that one of the things that we kind of made a change with is like when we want to hash out ideas, my big thing was like, I want to be in person or I want to be on FaceTime or where we can really see each other's actions and, and hash out ideas together rather than um, here's your ideas, here's my ideas type of thing. And then we'll just figure it out. I want to like really have those type of meetings. And if it's necessary to change your schedule, then change your schedule. Like I know that we are like, busy but we still make it work at the end of the day yeah so i think it's important to figure out how your team communicates with each other and and work with that because how i communicate in my real life does not work in a partnership <laughs> it doesn't yeah and and so you have to realize that it's not about just you it's about the the brand or the business or whatever that you're you're working on yeah so i think we have been doing an improving job yeah and okay. I would definitely say um, it's important to know, you kind of said it a little bit ago, it's, it's important to know, like, how your how your partner or how your business partner communicates and how they receive things and different things like that. Because I think yes. we're very similar, but we're very different. Like, we communicate two different ways. Like, for instance, like, I'm a very, like, if I have an idea, if I have something to say, like I'm a very, I'm a very matter of fact type of person, and I probably already made up in my mind that that's what I want to do, <laughs> nine times, ten times out of ten actually. But Erica's more of a calculated person. Like she has to have a reason, she has to have a rhyme. Like it has to be well thought out and different things like that. And I think I've learned in these past 
two years, going on three years, that we kind of, in our communication, we balance each other out. Like, she's learned that I'm like that, but I've learned that she's not. And I think that we've come to balance each other out. Like, now, before I bring something to Erica, like, I really, really think it out. Like, the other day, I had, I came to her and I told her, like, I told her an idea, you know, for us to possibly do different things like that. And I had told her, I was like, I wanted to tell you earlier, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to think this out. I'm going to plan this out. I'm going to think this all the way through. So when I come to you. Because you know I'm going to have questions. <laughs> she didn't have no questions that I was done. But I really think it's, but I go back to say, I think it's really important to know how your partner communicates and to know that sometimes you have to change up how you communicate to your partner. Yes. Like, it can't be a one-size-fits-all type of thing. Like, I've had to learn mm-hmm. how to change up my um, communication skills. I've had to learn how to, you know, say certain stuff and deliver certain stuff and different things like that. Not that it's, like, anything bad or anything, but I think, especially when you're investing money in something or you're investing time with something and you're building something from the ground up, obviously, like, it's both of your babies. But me and Erica are two totally different people that have two totally different ideas sometimes and two totally different ways of doing things. And be just because I think something different and she thinks, thinks something different, it doesn't make any of us wrong. Yeah. But I think sometimes, like, if you don't listen to the other person and you don't communicate, you'll think each other is an enemy when you're not. Yes. And that's why it's important to play off of each other's strengths and not weaknesses because that's how you start to just get frustrated with each other. So... Like Shelby was saying, if she has this awesome idea, she knows that I'll be able to, like, help her think it through. Like, think it all the way through that, down to the nitty-gritty detail of, like, how we're going to actually do this. Yeah. And I think that's a good balance to have. Yeah. And so that's that would be my advice is just to try to play off of each other's um, strengths Yeah. when you communicate as well because – that's the only way that you'll be able to grow yeah. your business. And it's not always going to be peachy and keen no, and all not. that. It's not going to be always, you know, someone's some, – basically when people say stay out of your feelings, you you honestly do have to stay out of your feelings when you have a business. Yeah, you do. It, it, it doesn't have to be, I mean, mean, but it can be fair. You know, like yeah. this is what we need to do and this is how we're going to do it type of thing yeah. because it should be best for what yeah. your business is. But you both should be able to communicate that in a way where nobody's feelings are, in, like, getting hurt by it or whatever. So that always goes back to how you communicate your message. Yeah. Right? I agree. Cool. We're agreeing, you guys. We are adulting, you guys. Over <laughs> here with a partnership. Yeah, we are. <laughs> So um, let's move on to our mentor moment segment. So this is where we are going to read um, a question that was submitted to us. Um, We are going to leave this person anonymous. Um, So here it goes. It says, hi, Shelby and Erica. I have a dilemma and I want your help. I've been unhappy in my job for months. I have a bachelor's and a master's degree. 80% of the jobs I apply to, I'm very much qualified but I keep on getting rejection after rejection. I'm trying to stay positive, but my spirit is broken. I'm mentally exhausted and I'm one second away from popping off at work. (laughs) Girl, I've been there. I've done everything I can do, network, apply for jobs, follow up, but nothing seems to work. Any suggestions on what I can do to get a new job or get in a better mental space? Hmm, you wanna take that one first? Sure. Um, so I would say, been there, done that. 
But I would definitely say for the first part, like as far as getting a new job, like you're doing everything, you know, that you know how to do and that you can do. Like you're networking, you're applying, you're following up and you're putting yourself out there. So I would definitely say, you know, um, keep doing that. I would definitely, you know, tap your network to see if they know anybody that knows anybody. I would definitely see who you knows and maybe somewhere. I would definitely, you know, connect with like, um, I would suggest connecting with recruiters on LinkedIn and different things like that to see if you can find anything. But I think another thing sometimes that we forget to do is like sometimes when you're in the heat of wanting to find a new job, want to find a new job, want to find a new job, like you beat yourself mentally down and you go drive yourself insane. One thing that I had to do prior to getting the position that, I, that I'm in now, um, that's way less stressful, um, is I started asking God, like, uh, like I did everything I could do and I was like, God, I don't know what else to do. Like, I literally don't know what else to do. I'm qualified, I'm educated, I have all these things, like, why isn't anything, you know, happening for me? So one thing I started saying is, I was like, you know what, God? if you're not ready to move me, like, what do you need to teach me in this season? What do I need to learn from in this season? What do I need to work on? And I felt like in that season, God started talking to me and telling me what I needed to work on and what I needed to do and different things like that. And for me, when I changed my outlook and my attitude, that's when the opportunity presented itself. That's great advice. Um, I will say that, first of all, looking for a job is a job okay it is like horrible (laughs) i'm just gonna say i can't stand it but i've been here before to the point where i could not find anything and i could the only thing that i could halfway get would be part-time work especially right after college like i was not one of them people that were like oh i got my degree so i'm gonna go ahead and start this internship and this is where i'm gonna be with my career like i was not that person i didn't know what i was doing i moved back home i didn't really have a focus and all i could get was part-time work for like a couple years and then i was in this place where it was just so frustrating um going to job fairs and going to um apply for all these jobs and feels like my resume is going into the black hole and i'm yeah. going on three and four interviews for the same company i'm like look if i come back again i'm clocking in so, I know that's right. <laughs> so I, i've been there before and i think that she is doing all the right things networking is is probably the most important one on here because it really is about who you know yeah not necessarily what you know. Like, yes, she has her degrees and everything, but it's like a lot of the times you you know people that, that that can get you in there because, honestly, I would favor, like, maybe recruiting services because these companies hire these recruiting services to do all the legwork for them. Yeah. So they don't necessarily have to go through these 300 resumes that was submitted on Indeed or yeah. whoever. So I think that the rejection... It is very frustrating, but if you look at it like it's inevitable, like you are going to get rejected by a a job. You can't get hired by all of them. You're correct. So (laughs) I think that if you just come to terms with, yes, you're going to get told no, and it's just kind of disheartening when you get told no back back to back to back. But when you know that there is going to be a position for you, it's... I've just been in a really bad place with this. So that's why I'm like, I'm trying to be positive. But in my head, I'm like, girl, I know. I feel like, you. It's but, okay to feel like how you feel. Because like you said, like yeah. rejection is inevitable. Yes. And it's also, um, I just remember there was one time where I had been fed up and I went into this job fair and I was like, I don't care about 
um, going into this little job fair. Like I had the worst attitude, but I still went in there anyways. And I started talking to some random person and that's how I ended up with the job that me and Shelby had met at. So if I would have never went in that, um, job fair you would have never met then me. i would have never met her and we probably wouldn't be sitting here talking to y'all about there it. would be no all things melody. there wouldn't so look at god you know what i mean and so then so that's why i feel like everything is going to be aligned by the end of the day but i think sometimes what worked for me also is i was so hung up and like oh my god i gotta apply for 30 jobs today how about you just take a couple of um resumes and apply to just a couple of jobs a day yeah don't overwhelm yourself with applying and applying and applying and applying that's how you get frustrated and burnt out so i would say just apply for a little bit at a time then come back to it maybe just take a break maybe take a week from applying yeah but whatever you do do not quit your job no you always want to stay on your job i don't care how much you hate it how much you got to grind your teeth how much you got to cut somebody out in the bathroom just (laughs) keep your job and just look for a job why you working at your yeah. job? And just some other tips, because I've been frustrated before. Like, um, like definitely have like a playlist that can calm you down or that puts you in a better mood. Like I listen to my headphones all day at work. Um, so I definitely say have a playlist that can just calm you down and kind of keep you kind of level headed. I would definitely say like, um, whether you get a thirty minute break or a lunch, like your lunch is thirty minutes an hour, like go to your car and just regroup and have some me time. Yeah. Um, or you know find like some type of podcast or something that can talk you through being more level-headed. I think sometimes, like, you also have to take active steps to calm yourself down. Yes. And with the calming down, just take your break. Don't, don't, how about you just don't apply for no more jobs for the rest of the week and try it again next week. Yeah. That will, like, you will be better and probably a little bit in a better Better. mental space when you come back to it. Yeah. And I would definitely say just in this time, like, spend time with God and see what he's trying to teach you. See what he's trying to make you learn. See why he's hiding you in this season. Because there have been times where I've been pretty um, frustrated, but he was hiding me and protecting me from different things, from different people, from different things that were occurring that were not good. So I would just say as hard as it is, like, trust that wherever you are in this season is pruning and prepping you for where he's about to take you. But sometimes you may not be ready or where you're trying to go or what you're trying to do may not be safe ground. That's true. So a lot of times we forget that we are still God's children and he is protecting us and he is loving us and he is trying to fulfill the, he is fulfilling the promise that he already told us. But like, we don't see the murky waters or the danger that we're about to walk into. So sometimes God keeps us in a bad situation or uh, seems like a miserable situation to keep us from worse. Yes. But it will get better, girl. Yeah. Trust Hang and in believe. There. So if you have any questions that you would like for us to answer for our mentor moment, please submit them to allthingsmelanintv at gmail.com. Yep. So our last segment of the day or for, of this episode is words of encouragement. So this comes from Colossians 3, 12 through 14. Put on then as God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, compassionate hearts, kindness, humility meekness and patience bearing with one another and if one has a complaint against another forgiving each other as the lord has forgiven you so you must so you also must forgive and above all these put on love which binds everything together in perfect harmony so when i read this um it just really makes me think that when i go out into the world or i go out and interact with different different people and places and different things like that a lot of times i think about it like this sometimes like you're going to be the only light that people see in their life. 
or you may be the only representation of Christ that people see. So when I go out into the world or I go to work or wherever I'm doing or when, when I'm just being me, which is all the time, I guess, um, I really try to put on all these things. I really try to be compassionate because I don't know what anybody's dealing with. I try to be kind because maybe nobody's heard a kind word, you know, today or in a long time. I tr- maybe I try to be patient because, you know, maybe somebody doesn't have anybody to listen to them or to care for them. I try to forgive people because sometimes even though, you know, people don't forgive you or people feel wronged or people think they're always right, like it's not about them. It's about, you know, just kind of letting things go. So I just take this to be like when I go out into the world or I go out and I'm me and wherever I am, just to really be a genuine person and to really just be as Christ-like as I'm able to be because sometimes I'm going to be the only representation or the only light that people will see. And it doesn't matter, you know, what other people think. It doesn't matter whether you believe or you don't believe, whether you're an irritable person or you're not, whether you're a kind person or not. Like, that's not going to stop me from being me. And I think it's also important to know that we don't talk about forgiveness a lot. We talk about what he or she did to me but we don't a lot of times talk about like i forgive this person or i let this person go and i think it's important to talk about forgiveness because i think when you don't forgive you hold yourself back from other things and i think when you don't forgive you hold hatred in your heart that could be used for so much more love so much more kindness and so much more goodness but i think the best thing that we can ever do or ever be is just to give out love that was beautiful but here here's my spiel (laughs) so I have to meditate on this verse like every day because if I don't like of course as I'm reading it yes I I'm a compassionate person I'm a kind person I'm a humble person but when you go out into the world and you got to deal with people who are not compassionate who are not kind who are not humble who are it's very hard to try to to represent this it really is i'm just gonna be honest it is so when you have when you what i'm trying to say is if you are a person who is loving and compassionate and caring don't ever lose that because of what the world is showing you because when you as soon as you step out in the world and someone is not showing you love not showing you forgiveness not showing you compassion do not change how you show that to them and that's very hard to do. Like, it, it really is when you are somebody that can forgive in a heartbeat, but you're around someone who cannot forgive you. Don't let that change you. That's all I want to say about that. Okay. Well, we are going to pray you all out. So if you will bow your head and close your eyes. Erica, close your eyes and bow your head. Heavenly Father, we come to you as almost we know how, thanking you for allowing us to assemble again today. We pray for each and every person that has assembled to listen to this podcast. We pray that we said something that has touched their heart. We pray that we have said something that has gave them an affirmation. We pray that we have said something that has encouraged them on their journey, Lord Jesus. We pray that as they go out into the world, we pray that they can be kind. We pray that they can forgive. We pray that they can love one another, Lord Jesus. And we pray that even if somebody doesn't return, that, that they... Um, find the Christ in them and they try anyway Lord Jesus we pray that you would just continue to bless them to have an amazing day and to have an amazing month we pray that you would continue to watch over them to lead and guide them to pray for them and to provide for them in your name we pray amen amen